Welcome to Reading the Bible Together podcast. I'm your host, Angela Smith. And I think that's important when you think of love. I I still think of, there's a song that I still think of that played over and over again of the fruit of the spirit. There's a fruit of the spirit song that my kids used to play all the time. And it starts with love, joy, peace, patience. It starts with love, right? Of where do we find the fruit, right, of the spirit and where you see. And the first thing that you see is the concept of love. Do we have the ability to love? This episode, we are talking about Advent love, and I'm so excited to welcome Kendra Dodd. She's a Senior Director of Career and Leadership Development at the University of Northwestern St. Paul, which is what Faith Radio is a part of, Northwestern Media. And I know Kendra from serving on a couple committees and actually met you in the lobby, I think, here at the at the station. So welcome, Kendra. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm very oh. excited. But, you know, I was telling you before we started recording that I was wanting to talk to people I hadn't talked to. And when I realized that I hadn't had you on, I thought, well, this is something we need to rectify right now. So I'm so glad that you're on. No, I'm so glad to be here. I'm very excited. And um, I, I, I'm, I I don't even know how to express kind of of the topic that we're going to talk about, that it's near and dear to me and it's kind of my laugh calling. So I am mm. so happy that we can be here to discuss it. Well, I'm excited that we're going to hear. We'll hear more about that. But first, did you grow up observing Advent or is Advent something that you observe now as an adult? Um, didn't as a child, um, f- you know, formally in the household observing Advent. Um, in the church, I did grow up in the church that we talked about it, mm-hmm. but it wasn't something that we did formally. We didn't do the candles. We didn't do anything that was formal that way. Um, I have incorporated it in my household, right, and tradition for my family. The thing is, I don't always have the candle that I have, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. we d- I have a little booklet that we use, um, and there's different activities. I have an activity book that I, I really like. What is a favorite tradition that you have from either childhood or from now, aside from Advent? I think the biggest memory um, that I have from childhood and Christmas um, is that I did not grow up with my first cousins and mm-hmm. came from a very big family on my mom's side and so we would always drive to her hometown okay for Christmas and I have 28 first cousins wow uh, my mom was one of 10 and just <laughs> the feeling when I would go Christmas Eve out of town to see all of my siblings and it I never felt like an outsider it was mm-hmm. just a special time with family that grounding still I mean we are adults and we have children and grandchildren talking about the first uh, cousins that we still get together just that grounding of family love what that looks like just when I resonate I think of those times for Christmas for me in the memories so we're going to be talking about Advent love and you said that love is something that is your calling Mm -hmm. to talk about what talk a little bit about that you know, I, I think um, kind of what we talked about <laughs> this, you know, before we got on was love is very challenging, but it, it also, God can make it seem so simple because we all desire it. Right. And so that's what's so unique about it. And I think I have my own laugh stories of love, uh, brokenness, um, family brokenness, dysfunction, reconciliation. And I just have a desire. It seems like the empathy for people to want 
and there's a need and desire. And we know where that yearning comes from ultimately and how we need to be connected to. And so that's where I find my healing, but that's where I want others to find their healing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's take a look at the study guide. And if yeah. you haven't gotten your uh, gotten your hands on a copy of the study guide, you can head over to myfaithradio.com and look for the Reading the Bible Together resource page and you'll find it there. You just um, sign up and you'll get the free study guide. So what what was standing out to you most on the study guide as you went through it? Um, kind of what we talked about of the, we're, you know, the confirmation or Mark 12, right, of the first commandment and the second commandment. Um, and I've been talking a lot about that. So just a little bit of background of that's what I'm saying. It's my life calling is I actually had my own business for a while. I was human resources, and then I work on this. I just worked a four-part series with a church Mm. on kind of this concept of how do we get along, right? How do we work on conflict? And so the number two thing of love your neighbor as yourself. And so I, I even studied on that some more of the concept of as, Right. So sometimes we don't know how to love ourselves. And those are the questions of how do you love? But also, I think what's important in that is as yourself is not only if we don't know how to love ourselves, if we haven't seen as humans of how to do that and how to nurture ourselves, is that the concept of how he loves us as I am. Mm as I am without one plea, mm-hmm. right? When, when you think about, that's an old hymn, and mm-hmm. I, I grew up with hymns, <laughs> and I love good hymns. And so just think of that without one plea is that he loves us as I am, and can we love people as they are? Mic drop. I mean, <laughs> such an important question. And it sounds, it, again, it sounds like something that could be easy, mm-hmm. but, you know, I was landing in Mark 12 as well, and before it talks about loving your neighbor, it talks about, because Jesus is asked, what are the two, you know, what's the most important commandment? And he says the whole, everything can mm-hmm. be wrapped up in, hear, O Israel, the Lord is your God. The Lord is the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. And that first one is the Shema that comes out of Deuteronomy. And then the love your neighbor was referenced in Leviticus 19. And so I went back and was spending time in Deuteronomy and also the Shema. The Bible Project has this really great series on the Shema. I don't know if you've done it before, but it's so good. It's so good. Um, And then when I went to Leviticus 19, which, you know, I don't think we often think about, oh, I'm going to go spend some time in Leviticus and read the laws. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But what I found was interesting because, you know, you're kind of posing the question, how do you do that? I mean, in the words of DC Talk from the 1990s, love is a verb. Mm-hmm. And so it's an action. Yes. And so when I was, as I was reading through Leviticus 19, it was really, I mean, all of the laws in this beginning section of, nine, of Leviticus 19 are, like, this is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, don't steal, don't deceive, don't defraud, don't hold back, you know, be generous, mm-hmm. don't spread slander. You know, these are the ways to love your neighbor. As yourself. Right. And I think that's important when you think of love. I I still think of there's a song that I still think of that played over and over again of the fruit of the spirit. Mm -hmm. There's a fruit of the spirit song that my kids used to play all the time. And it starts with love, joy, peace, patience. It starts with love. Mm -hmm. Right. Of where do we find the fruit, right, of the spirit and where you see. And the first thing that you see is the concept of love. Do we have the ability 
to love, right? And and so defining, I like how it goes through the different types. And I remember studying that, blowing my mind when I was younger of the different types of love, right? And, and that was talked in in the devotion. Um, but I, I think what's very interesting, like you talked about Leviticus, and I've actually have read the entire Bible. I've done that twice in my life of just the beginning and the end of the Old Testament and the promise and the new of what Jesus being the full representation. Mm -hmm. And so that's the part that makes Avid so special, even more the older I become, is because he then coming into this world becomes that full example, Mm -hmm. right? Sometimes we can read something and just even, I've been an adjunct before too, is that you can read it and you think you understand it, but not until you actually do it. Right. It's that applied learning, right. that experiential learning, that example that he becomes to the world that is just truly amazing. That makes the Old Testament true. And I think that is what just even when we when you closed. Right. And as Christians, when we close with in Jesus name, I pray. Right. Jesus is a part of this concept of love mm-hmm. in the advent of he gives every example of that because if you stick with, you know, some of the rules, it feels like a rule and then I can never live up to it. Right. Which is why I think in Mark 12 that he says, he's saying who God is, mm-hmm. the Lord, your God, the Lord is one love the Lord, your God, you know, it's relationship with him mm-hmm. that even gives us the ability to live out love, which is why I think we see Jesus when he walked the earth, getting away and praying, getting away and spending time with his father, it was like refueling to be able to do the thing that God was calling him to do. And so we, I mean, to your point, we cannot do the kind of love we cannot, yeah, do. We cannot do the kind of love that God is calling us to do without being in relationship with him, without letting him fuel that fire that enables us to go out and love in this, in the way that he's asking us to love. Yeah. And the first part is that important love your God with all, not some, not part. Yeah. Don't hold in, don't hold back. Don't hold any. And so that's our frailties. That's our disappointments. That's our every feeling of all of us. And, And the part that I like is Proverbs three, right? Three, five of lean not then to our own understanding. And the only way then, if it's not my understanding, if it's his understanding, then I have to have a relationship to understand what he understands. Mm -hmm. But his ways are not our ways, which that's the rest of right Proverbs Mm -hmm. and understanding who I am. And I think the first part is that we lose that. And I think that's what makes it very hard as Christians is that our man, not even Christians, let's say man, period, is that we create this litmus of rules that we never can live up to and that Jesus becomes that savior, that he is the Lord and savior, right, mm-hmm. of all, right? Mm-hmm. And so for all. And I think that is refreshing, right, for people to hear that struggle, but I think we make it harder than what it should be. Yeah, well, and it, to that point, I mean, Jesus, when Jesus came, it was like he was constantly fighting against the law. I mean, there was the law that God had given, and then there were things that were added that would help you fulfill the law. So it was like this, I mean, there is a narrow road that leads to Jesus, Yes. but it was like Jesus was flinging the gates open to get on that road. 
Mm-hmm. Anybody can come. The Jew can come. The Gentile can come. The Ethiopian can come. You know, anybody can come mm-hmm. down the narrow road. Right. And it, it, and it seems like the people that he was having the most trouble with were the people that were trying to put up more gates and make it more difficult. And and then he makes the ultimate sacrifice in, in a demonstration of love. And it says, and I think, John, I can't remember the reference, no greater love has any man than to give his life mm-hmm. for his friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, love is, it is, it, it is simple and it's hard. There's a tension there. Right. And, and I think what's very interesting, this is, this was in the sermon at church last Sunday, was their scripture, I think, in Matthew, where it talks about what is a neighbor. Mm-hmm. Where the disciples say, well, Jesus, who is our neighbor, right? To try to say, right, is there an out right. in this love thing, <laughs> right? Do I have to love everybody? <laughs> you know, so there's times of I love you and sometimes you may not like. So how do, what is a neighbor? And so in that second part, it says, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. But then there's a the question of, well, what's the proximity of neighbor? Does mm-hmm. neighbor mean just the person beside me or neighbor means my community that I'm in? Or does neighbor mean within, you know, the country that I live in? Or is what is the definition of neighbor? Um, and the example, he tells a parable, right, within that story of, you know, of a, of a priest, of a Samaritan. Um, and I and I forgot who the third was. But of all three people, and he gives a story, and they were like, what does that mean? And he said it was the one that took care of the person that was on the road. Mm-hmm. So it's that stranger. It's anyone which we encounter. Do we love them as if they were next door, as if they were living? And I think what happens is sometimes it's easy to separate of they're over there, so therefore they can't be my neighbor, and then it doesn't hold accountability. And so that was probably the second thing that really resonated. I think it's very important. It can be hard to understand that God loves us no matter what, that God sees us no matter what, that we can show up. I think that's hard for non-Christians to say, I got to get my left right, and he loves us regardless. But then there is an accountability, and that's the part that I don't know if that's the nature of just who I am or kind of what I do of holding people accountable or working with students or working with professionals of what, okay, and what you're going to do about it. So that is my favorite question. So we know this, we have this. Now, what am I as the child of God Mm -hmm. am responsible for? And he says this here. And then how then do I love, right? How do I on a daily basis is not moment by moment, and interactions that we have with people. And what does that look like for you yes. to live it out? I'm asking, what, yeah. is, what does that what look is, like? Yeah, so you're asking me. You know, I, I think it's where you have to die to the flesh. Mm-hmm. And every encounter, I call it the slow down the knee jerk, where in my mind's eye, in my tendency, right? It's kind of what Paul said. I struggle Mm-hmm. I want to do right, <laughs> but then there's why do this, I do the things I always right. always do the things I don't want to do right? And so it's that then I have to get out of myself. It's that I call it um, the sip moment. So sometime um, when people are not sure what to do, or I've helped students of sip that water or count the ten or whatever is mm-hmm. slowing down that natural reaction because that natural isn't meaning always from God, and so allowing that pause for the Holy Spirit to intervene. Mm. 
That's good. And so that's the part that I try to do is because in my own natural sense, I'm going to tell you, Angel, I, um, I have a lot of opinions, but it's my opinions. And so I have to wait. Okay, Holy Spirit, you're always with me. So therefore, let me allow you to have a seat. Mm-hmm. and to lead in this. And yeah. so that is what I have to do is sometimes just give that pause. Yeah, and I think it could be, I love the, the, the thought of sipping and not only to calm, but to slow down. Mm-hmm. You know, on my way to work this morning, I stopped at Target and which this doesn't always happen, but the person behind the register was asking how my morning was going. And I thought, you know, I wasn't, first of all, I wasn't ready for the question. And so then I, you know, I, oh, you know, told them how it was actually, it was a fine morning. Mm-hmm. You know, how is your morning going? And to take that, like, that is a loving act to see the human oh. that is in front of me mm-hmm. and listen to what they're saying. And if he would, you know, and if he hadn't asked me a question, it would have been a loving thing for me to do would have been to ask him how his day is going to let him know right. I see you, you matter, even though you, you're behind a, a register and this is literally we are doing a transaction. Uh huh. <laughs> but this encounter with another human doesn't have to be transactional. No, I call moment. it, you know, level up and next level up. There's a lady that's done, um, I can't remember her name, she's done some research on. How do you engage and how people feel like they're seen? Mm. And so the platitudes of how are you doing? What's going on? It was GLC. She was on GLC last year. Um, And so how do you ask the next level questions of what was the most exciting thing about your week or what are you looking forward for the weekend? It's that next level of that person, you know, being personable, Mm -hmm. right? Um, That they feel like they're being seen. And when you said it the first time, I really received chills. Because that is probably the biggest thing that I see or recognize that people don't feel seen. Right. Yep. That they're ignored of, wait, did you ask me and did you really care? Like, are you looking? And I was, he was asking me while I was doing something. Mm-hmm. And later I was like, oh, I should have stopped what I was doing and looked him in the eye. Right. And like to have that eye contact so mm-hmm. that he knew that literally I see you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I try to be specific. Like I, um, there was someone that I met through Set Apart uh, last year, and every now and then she'll keep in touch with me. And so she reached out, and she said, "I'm not trying to do a shameless plug, but hey, <laughs> Set Apart, um, are you going next year?" And so I said, "What was the most amazing thing about your week this week?" Mm. Instead of like, "Great," and she said, "I celebrated my birthday." Right. And that just once again, it, if I just said, how are you doing? She probably would have said fine. Mm-hmm. What if I said, what was the most amazing thing or blessing that you received this week? And she said, another year of my birthday. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometime just that time, Jesus would just give quality time if we want to look at the example. And so if you ask me, you know, now I'm thinking about what's my most memorable time for me. It was time with family. Right. And if you look at any mother's groups or anything that we think things have to be special and it's really the time that we spend with people, it's giving that quality. And as we can see, and as everything is trying to be microwavable, right, or fast pace, 
is that you cannot negate quality. Mm-hmm. It's not the time in which of space. It's the engagement that people feel like time stands still because you saw me in that moment. Right. And they felt loved mm-hmm. and felt seen. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to make sure that we talk about about love? You know, I think we talked about um, daily. Um, I think one of the things that we have to think about that's important to me in this is the more challenging ways, right? Mm -hmm. And that kind of goes back to perspective and it goes back to it's easy to provide grace, in which to people that we have the same ideals. And it amazes me that that's the easy part to love because really you're more like me. What do we do for the people that weren't? Like Jesus with the tax collectors, the mm-hmm. Samaritan, right? Women, really. Right. Of how are we really providing love in the uneasy times, mm-hmm. in the challenging times? Or to a group of individuals or people that may not be fully the way we believe, behave, work, lifestyles. I think he he was born for all of us. And that's the change. And so that's the only thing that I, I just think it's easier for us to talk about it. It's easier to do within... Yes, it can be challenging as Christians to get along with Christians, but really that's not what Jesus came for, and that is not the Great Commission. And so what do we do in those times? And I don't know if you've thought about that when people are just so different that you're like, why do you think that way? Why do you behave that way, and how do you love them? Yeah, and I think it can feel really big and overwhelming, but what's important is to keep pushing into it and to put one foot in front of the other toward loving in the ways that Jesus has called us to love. And so you might have a conversation and you feel triggered and that, but you do the work. And so the next time you can have a, you have a conversation, you've, you've taken a step and you've gotten a little bit farther down the road. You've, you're, you're taking a step toward loving more like Jesus has loved. And again, that can feel overwhelming, but step toward it. You know, for me, I had to pray for probably three years, Lord, make me comfortable in the uncomfortable so that instead of bowing to the altar of comfort like I was and to continue to take that step to to even dwell in that place where I was uncomfortable to be able to do the work, to be able to step toward people that are different than me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just, I think, the part of, I think, Yes, there's the twofold. But once we start feeling what love looks like, I think sometimes we haven't seen it in the human form. Mm -hmm. And so it's very hard to then replicate. And so the more that we do learn more about him and try to actually walk in that, like you said, of that process, it's a process. And I say all the time, people don't change, they transform. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's scriptural, right? Mm -hmm. The renewing of our minds, you be transformed, not changed. And that's why we have our Reading the Bible Together podcast, because that's where the transformation comes from. Spending time with God in prayer, spending time in his word, inviting the Holy Spirit to bring that transformation. Kendra, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. This was wonderful. No, this is, it's warmed my heart. 
thank you so much. And, um, well, I, I will think of this days and continue to meditate on certain things that we talked about. But thank you very much for your assistance of how to look like that on a daily basis with that challenge as well. Thank you for joining us for this conversation about Advent love. I hope from it that you're getting that love is an action and that when we love people, that there is something to be done to show them and to um, kind of exercise that love. So grateful that you are joining us. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. And we'll see you next time for our last conversation about Advent, Advent Joy. The Reading the Bible Together podcast is a production of Faith Radio and Northwestern Media. Hosted, produced, and edited by Angela Smith. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, consider financially supporting Faith Radio. Find more information at myfaithradio.com. Thank you.